0: welcome to the brand shift personal branding podcast i'm your host nick wozniak and today i'm joined by roman and i should ask you before this pikalenko is that correct yeah 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 that's a good pronunciation um who is in
1: finland thanks so much for joining me thank you so much for having me that is my first ever podcast appearance
0: Oh, heck, yeah. I love it. We got the exclusivity right here. Yep. Um, Well, I'd just like to start, Roman, with just um, asking you just to share a little bit about yourself. What do you do, where you are, and how you got started building your personal brand? Yeah. So
1: briefly about me. uh, Hi, my name is Roman, and uh, I love personal branding, and I'm obsessed with LinkedIn. That's a very brief version, but... In general, um, I come from Moscow, Russia, uh, I, uh, and I live in Finland, in Helsinki right now. I've been living here for over five years. It's actually going to be soon six in August. I came here initially for my studies, and now I'm just working full time, growing my personal brand, being hella international. Um, I've traveled around the Europe, um, I love marketing. Uh, I love gaming. I'm a complete nerd when it comes to things like Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, pretty much all of it. Um, what I do right now is I work as a growth marketer at a small B2B SaaS company called RecRite. Uh, our main product is basically video pre-recorded video interviews. Uh, I think in the US, the biggest providers would be hireview and Spark SparkHire. Um, and also on the side, I'm growing my personal brand on LinkedIn. Um, and that has been going on for around a year now. Um, and it has gotten to the point that I ended up on this podcast.
0: <laughs> That's a great intro. And so... How did you first get introduced to the idea of personal branding and what was it about it that kind of caught your attention? Yeah, so it's kind of um, what one would say, the stars have aligned
1: perfectly. And um, when I just started my job, so uh, April, 2021, um, I met the guy who is now my colleague and we chatted a little bit about this and that, and, uh, he was slightly active on LinkedIn, but not really. He was going through the, um, half a year break really, cause he was burnt out, but he introduced me to the person, uh, a mutual friend of ours now, uh, who was active on LinkedIn and was talking about employer branding a little bit about personal branding. Um, her name is Lina Lotta Landgraf. So if you're listening to it, shout out to, you. um, and I connected with her. Yeah, with her and uh, we had a virtual chat, we got them to know each other and uh, she told me all about it and I got really interested uh, to give it a try because also at the same time before I got that job, one of the previous recruiters that uh, rejected me for one of the jobs, he mentioned that uh, for any marketer to really stand out when applying for a job, it will benefit for that marketer to have a project or something of their own whether that's a social media following your own blog, uh, your own podcast, your own something. So you can uh, show that practical experience that you're putting in your CV. And then I met that girl and I was already working and all of it kind of got formed in my mind that, okay, maybe I should give it a try, right? Uh, And another thing, I also just got my first ever uh, full-time office marketing job. And it felt nice to finally have a stable income and I was in the mindset and I'm still in the mindset. I hate being unemployed or laid off. I was a bartender before that. And I was laid off three or four times just because the bars kept on getting closed due to due to pandemic, which sucks. So I know I want to go back to that. And uh you know, one of the other reasons was to use LinkedIn mm-hmm. thing as uh, my safety net to never be unemployed. Uh so I started, um started First, as a lurker, just scrolling through my feed and I started noticing how LinkedIn works. Uh, I figured out that you actually can see what your connections interact with, what uh, Lena, the, girl, the woman that uh, recommended me the whole thing was uh, engaging with, liking uh, and commenting on. And those posts, that content was very, very interesting. And I connected with those people and I had the same virtual chats. And I was seeing what they were interacting and so on and so on and so on. And this noble effect to the point where I started posting and somewhere around four, four months in, I figured out somewhat my niche. I wanted to focus on, uh, young marketers and enabling their personal growth, which now actually turned into helping them build their personal brands. And I, I found my steady flow of posting three to five times, uh, a week. Sorry about that. Um, And um, I was going like that for the rest of the year of 2021. Once the year started, uh, the year 2022, I decided to do what Michelle Griffin uh, was doing the entire previous year, which is try the 365 challenge, uh, posting every single day. And that's what I've been doing this entire year. Um, It got to the point uh, where I had to stop uh in end of February or beginning of March when uh the war in Ukraine broke out and why I had to stop is because I am Russian and I'm also actually quarter Ukrainian uh so this whole world event was very uh personal for me it was very devastating I am completely against war I do not support anything that you know my country's government is doing right now and um I also realized at the moment that, uh, I had around 1.7, 1.8 thousand followers. So I had some kind of presence on LinkedIn and out of all places in the world or online, LinkedIn was a safe space for me. LinkedIn was a, a space for me, uh, where I had a voice. So I thought it was my responsibility to use that voice because that topic, that issue was very personal for me and very important. And so I did, I, I, uh, wrote a couple of posts, how I feel about it. And, uh, I wrote one particular post that went super viral or almost 14,000 reactions and over a million views, uh, across LinkedIn. And it was basically me saying how, um, I feel like I'm ashamed of being Russian, but at the same time, you know, Russia has all this rich cultural, uh, background. So. While I do feel ashamed, I don't want to feel ashamed. What I would rather say is I'm sad to be Russian. And I shared this perspective of mine. And I guess a lot of people really liked the post and resonated with it. Um, And uh, that kind of caused me to also take a break again because it was way too overwhelming. I mean, almost 14,000 reactions. Uh, You got to realize just how clogged uh, my notifications were and and messages. And what was worse is that the topic that I was talking about was not related to anything I want to be known for on LinkedIn. I want to be known for uh, personal branding. I want to be known for helping young marketers, uh, hell, even uh, being associated with flamingos, but not war stuff. It was a personal thing that I wanted to bring my um, everyone's attention to, but I don't want to be that guy talking about Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian war. Um, So in the comments, when you go there, there will be maybe three types of people. Uh, There will be couch politicians and philosophers saying that uh, one government should have done this and another government should have done that. Then there were people that I really ignored um, because one one camp was saying I should be proud to be a Russian. And they had the most outrageous uh, arguments to back that up. And I other ones uh, were saying that I shouldn't be proud to be Russian. Okay, so there was a lot of shit there that uh, made me only visit the comment section twice. Um, and the rest of the comments were sympathizers, you know, uh, say, saying, uh, you know, sorry, you're going through that. We realize it's uh, not Russian people, it's the Russian government and all of that. It was still overwhelming. And I only went to comment section twice just to kind of see the the uh, the situation there um i took a break i took another break um i also realized that this whole war thing uh is affecting me too much and i well that's why i took a break and also at the same time i, I cannot give up on my linkedin right uh i took a break from my mental health uh, i recovered a little bit um and i thought okay i still have linkedin right i have presence How can I help? uh, How can I make a difference? At the same time, while that was happening, Uh, Leah Turner, uh, she's awesome. Again, if you're listening, hello. Um, She was organizing a masterclass uh, and raising money for donations to Ukraine. Uh, She had a bunch of guest speakers uh, and that masterclass was amazing. What blew my mind is that they collected over 20,000 pounds, if I'm correct. I don't know the, I don't remember the exact number, but it was crazy huge. I mean, yes, just huge influence, but just the fact that that was a thing. She used her voice uh, to bring this positive change. Uh, I got super inspired. And I thought, well, even though I'm a small creator, um, you know, I, I could do something else as well. So I reached out to uh, other bigger creators I knew. I reached out to Ash effort, I reached out to Uh, Michelle Griffin as well. I reached out to Florian LeClue and uh, a bunch of other people. And uh, Florian uh, was one of the people that had time and capacity at the moment um, to uh, do something together. So we organized the workshop, um, which was raising money for Ukraine as well. So it was a group thing. Uh, I think around 27 people signed up. And at the same time, uh, he was offering one-on-one just Uh, with himself, uh, I think it was $200 per person. So in in total, we raised around, uh, $350, $400, uh, for Ukraine. And that was like my first action into supporting it and using my personal branding at the same time. So time passed by, um, I got back to my regular routine, routine, uh, talking about uh, personal branding and helping young marketers. And I thought, you know, war is still going on and, uh, it will be cynical of me to ignore it and just go on about my day, like nothing's going on. And whoever is listening, if you feel like, uh, you felt like that and you haven't done something and, uh, you feel guilty about it, don't everyone has different circumstances. Everyone has different situations. Uh, I had this opportunity to continue doing that. And it was also a personal thing for me. So I was, uh, I was ready to do something more. And, um, I was doing the, I was, uh, I kept on posting, uh, as usual growing my following. And, um, I, I also realized that I've always wanted to grow it into something more. We actually managed to get onto, um, call with Michelle Griffin for the first time in a year, uh, for a virtual chat, we actually got to talk and she gave me a bunch of ideas on, um, uh, how I can evolve my personal brand. And one of them, uh, was actually coaching. So I figured out, okay, uh, let's combine it. I'm not an expert in coaching. I've never done coaching. So I'll do coaching for young marketers that are interested. Uh, I'll help them build their personal brands or help them start their personal branding journey. But I don't feel confident uh, about charging them. You know, I don't have expertise, uh, I'm still rather small. So instead, I asked them to uh, donate to Ukraine. That's the only requirement um, I will make that's mandatory. If you want to participate in my coaching, uh, donate to Ukraine, the amount was uh, not specified, I simply said, however much do you think my time's worth? And that collected around 300, $350, uh, I guess, or euros as well. So in total, uh, my efforts so far, together with Florin and everyone who's contributed, um, have collected around 700. And now my coaching is about to finish, literally tomorrow um i have awesome feedback uh i really want to continue doing that probably going to have another cohort more sophisticated maybe more uh group setting rather than one-on-one i haven't decided yet in august and in between um you never know something else might come out maybe a digital product maybe a group workshop maybe some kind of event i'm excited this podcast is uh exciting as well uh yeah
0: That's, that's my journey so far. That is so much to unpack. And I'm just blown away at just this, this, I don't know, this through line that like you found your voice and you found an opportunity to do something with it, something that actually makes an impact. And that's really close to home. And I think that's what was so compelling about you. Um, you're not the largest creator, but I feel like you you stack up with like some of the biggest creators out there because you have a deep purpose. And you can tell you're you're not just showing up to, I don't know, be be famous or be rich or whatever. You're showing up because you really want to make an impact. And whether you vocalize that or not, you can feel it with the way you approach creating content. And I'm just blown away that you've know you you been able to... You have this full-time job, you have all this inner turmoil going on. And you continue to build your brand on LinkedIn and use that to make a difference in the lives of young marketers. And obviously and the efforts in Ukraine. And when we first chatted, I was like, oh my goodness, this is one of the coolest people I've talked to on LinkedIn. And, uh, I guess, where did that come from? Do you feel like you've always been very purpose driven or like, um, have you always wanted to make this kind of impact or did it just feel like the right time with, Mm -hmm. with, with the circumstances going on? I think a combination of both, although probably more second
1: than first. I always wanted to do something, actually my my earliest dreams were were to be uh, an Instagram influencer or then later on it become TikTok famous. Uh, The problem is with those platforms is that I've never actually known how to uh, approach them. Um, And the whole nature of those platforms are really different. So the moment I landed on LinkedIn, I get introduced to uh, personal branding. I just saw how accessible it is, how easy it is for anyone to stand out. And then, yes, yeah, circumstances kind of start uh, appearing on their own. And I just recognize that, okay, I can do this, I can do that. Um, I, I never tried to push things either. Because I feel like if you force things, no matter how much you want them to happen, um, you might just hurt yourself in the long term. Although, I got, I got to uh, point out, my Situation is also pretty stable otherwise. I managed to land what you could say a dream job. I work in an amazing company, so I'm not worried about changing workplace or uh, having toxic boss. Uh, I got my financial stability, so my foundational needs, having a, you know my apartment, having a healthy relationship, Thank God to my girlfriend, uh, and uh, having nice job and financial gains, all of it kind of allowed me to not worry about those things and focus on something that is my passion or what could be my passion. So yeah, more of a second update.
0: That's cool. And for this kind of coaching program, what have you learned? tutoring and helping and encouraging in this first cohort of Mm. young marketers, what have you learned and what have you kind of, how have you focused your efforts on helping them? What, what kind of approach have you taken with them and Mm. how do you see that evolving? And what do you have to say to young marketers when they come to you and they're like, Hey, I I want help um, making this thing happen.
1: Yeah. First of all, I try to make it as chill as possible, you know, I'm a young marketer myself. I'm 23 for those who are listening, I'm by no means, uh, Justin Welsh, who I don't know how old he is, but he's massive. He's got that huge influence probably will be very intimidating for any 21 year old, 20 year old young marketer. I'm not like that. So that's first goal to create this, uh, experience and feel that you can just talk to me feedback is another important thing. As again, as I said, I'm not an expert in coaching just yet. Although maybe you can call me after this uh, week. Um, so I always uh, ask my coaching legends. They don't like to be referred to as students. I like to be referred to as legends. So my LinkedIn legends, I refer to them. Uh, I, I, I always ask them for feedback. Uh, what can be better? What can be improved? Did I miss something? Do you wish to have something, something more? Because I have notes and materials for after each session. Um, that's the, probably the biggest learning, but on top of that, what for me, actually it's been a month, right? But it flew by, I didn't even notice and saying would probably go for others. What helped me, uh, make a feel like that is, uh, figure out who exactly I want to have in coaching. And that's the thing I'm coaching the past versions of myself. I'm coaching people uh, who I used to be like just a year ago. So I know their pains, I know their uh, you know their thoughts more or less, um, and that makes it much easier to get into their head and uh, anticipate you know their questions, anticipate
0: their needs. So that helps a lot. That's really good. Just knowing where they're at and then creating and helping them Uh, just a year ago. I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you said you're not a coaching expert, um, but you don't need to be an expert to be just a little further along than a few people. Mm -hmm. And then just sharing some pointers like, Hey, this is what I went through. And, and this is how I kind of navigated that and uh, take that information and maybe see if that is useful. Yeah. It makes it hella
1: relatable and uh, everything you kind of provide is super relevant because I can use it right away. i try to make it practical. Um, And yeah, like it's just, it's just really nice. It's easy when you, when you talk to basically yourself
0: from the past. Right. So talk to me a little bit about that. Where are these people at that you're kind of working with and what are their main fears and struggles? and uh, maybe even what are their main goals and mm-hmm. then how do you kind of help people navigate that because um, getting started building a personal brand is can be really intimidating and I know a lot of yeah. people have a lot of insecurities and so um, obviously you have this really cool way of just being super low-key about it not too intimidating you're only a few years ahead um, and just really being encouraging but um, what are you noticing yeah so is um, a background for
1: them I have Four people right now in my coaching and one is from the us one is from the uk and one is in the he's in the uk he's from finland actually and the fourth one is in latvia so it's pretty diverse uh group and i would assume when it grows it will be even more diverse um so as i said i kind of know their pains and problems but Uh, Obviously, their situations are also quite different. Their goals um, are everything from building a community to um, posting their way into getting a better job. One is now struggling with getting out of a very toxic work environment. Um, So she has the drive to actually post content and really get seen by the right audience. And I think she's even turning into uh, getting clients out of it. Uh, for another person, it's more, um, getting out of the comfort zone and all the self doubt and, you know, the psychological barriers and psychological barriers is actually what I focus on a lot. The results of my coaching will not be, you have 30 posts ready for the next month. That's probably something I should add, but the main goal is more, uh, after this coaching you have started posting, you already made your introduction post and you have posted after a while, but also you don't stop. You have the basics to, you have everything to keep learning independently with slight support from my side. Cause I've created also a little group chats, like a accountability group that I guess will be active after coaching. So um, yeah, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it does. I think it's cool that you focus a lot on that, uh, On the mindset stuff Hmm. and and having the the skills and the tools to be consistent. Hmm. And that's what I notice when I'm working with people who are wanting to build their brand almost every time is struggling to be consistent. Hmm. And being consistent is a a, kind of a deep rabbit hole to go down because it's mindset stuff, It's, it's systems. It's uh, confidence. It's, it's so much deeper. And that is a really hard thing to help people with. And I yeah. love that you've identified that and you've really focused on trying to help overcome some yeah. of those barriers. Yeah. Cause it's much harder than even just starting. You can start, uh,
1: but life gets in the way and then consistency j- just drops. I've actually an example of my girlfriend, don't tell her, uh, I helped her start on LinkedIn and I helped her craft a really good introduction post. It went semi viral, I guess you could say, uh, over a thousand reactions, a bunch of new connections, a bunch of new people just having conversations with her. But because all of a sudden it was so much, she was flooded with it. She made a couple of more posts afterwards and then stopped. She hasn't posted anything in the last three months simply because it was too overwhelming. And that's uh, one of the things that I also tried to focus on. Out of four people that uh, did their introduction post, one went semi viral, I think 800 plus reactions. And uh, she told me, you know, it was quite a bit. I mean, you drowned in notifications. And it wasn't um, like my case, it wasn't like completely unrelated post relate to more or something that's not your content topic, but it was very relatable. So she really needed to get in there and reply to every single comment. But because I was there to support, uh, emotionally, I guess. And also we have a group chat where, uh, everyone else is present. I don't think she feels so much pressure and she continued to post just literally before this session, she sent me one of her jobs to proofread and I feel like she avoided, she touched the bullet of, uh,
0: having this fear of just stopping. I've been noticing this trend. I feel like where a lot of people have been talking about this, which is that you just can't build your brand alone. Mm. Um, it it seems like such a thing that you have to just own on your own all by yourself. You just got to show up, just make it happen. But I've been noticing a lot of people talking about really trying to surround yourself with a strong community of creators who help each other through this stuff. And I think what you just said about kind of this emotional strain of, of success, and then knowing, having some people to kind of help you navigate that.
1: Yeah. That's literally what I covered in the last session on community building and building a network. People, people is everything. Um, Without people, I wouldn't be here because, um, I also have my ups and downs, uh, and now got to the point where if I feel completely unmotivated or uninspired or straight up depressed, I can just go to my feet. I can just reach out to some people and my spirits are lifted, It's As simple as that.
0: <laughs> I love that your spirits are lifted. Yes. You, you mentioned like several times different names of creators and people Mm -hmm. who've helped you along the way. And I think that's cool that you acknowledge, like, I didn't get here on my own. Um, And you can't get there without all these key people. So what do you have to say about that when it comes to like starting out your journey, how do you, how do you reach out for help when it just feels like it can feel a little bit lonely and stuff?
1: Um, No secret, really. Just, just do that. Just reach out. Uh, the thing is um, that probably some people don't realize it, that LinkedIn is much more approachable than any other platform. I mean, if I was a, an Instagram influencer and you tried to message me, chances are you would never get a response back. And that's what happened to me. You know, I would follow some people and I would try to message ask questions. I would never get a response linkedin is completely different it's very conversational it's very connection based i mean everyone in your network are essentially not just mindless followers they're your connections because there's a potential to build those relationships uh so uh, 99.99 of people uh, they will accept your connection request uh if you're relevant and you follow all the guidelines so to say um but if you're already connected there definitely going to respond to your message. So it, there is no formula. You just go ahead and ask your question and uh, get them for a virtual chat if it's possible, if they have time. Um, that's another thing that I've been doing from the beginning. Um, at some point, I realized that I have a few more connections. I think I had around 700 people in my network. But I also realized I have gained the, those new connections. It's still pandemic. And there is absolutely no way for me to get to know them. Because it's pandemic i'm stuck at home so i don't want them to be faceless people in my network i want to know them and i start having this thing i call pandemic networking which is basically just me getting people out for virtual coffee chats or tea or water or whatever you want no agenda no nothing we just get to know each other and yeah i think i've had like over 50 of them now throughout the year
0: it's awesome. I think one of the most underrated things on LinkedIn is jumping on a Zoom call and just mm. getting to know somebody. And I've been recently uh, over the last month or two, a lot of people have asked me, like, you've talked a lot about getting on Zoom calls. How did you make it happen? Mm. And um, I was just like, there's no formula. Um, I just say, hey, would you ever be open to jumping on chat? Send a calendar exactly. link, and then you make it happen. And these things are fun. Not once have I been pitched to or have I attempted to pitch anything, Mm -hmm. it's just getting to know each other, learning, um, and just sharing experiences. And I've, you know, I'll do four or five or six of these a week and they're like, so enriching Mm -hmm. um, and motivating and encouraging. And I feel like when I'm getting down and someone's just like, you got this, you're killing it. I'm like, you know, this really helps. It makes such a big difference. Yeah, you get to know each other and it really helps you build the foundation for the relationship. Because
1: some of those people I talk to, I mean, I can, I can call them friends. I've never met them in person. They're spread out all over the UK, one in Paris, one in Macedonia. Uh, you, included, you know, a couple of people in the US. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth it. And actually, on the, on the point of uh, some people being afraid of being pitched maybe in those calls, I've never been pitched, Uh, no one was trying to sell, but there were a couple of people uh, who tried to sell to me either on their first message after I connected with them or in the connection uh, request note. What I did instead after they asked me that, I politely refused. I said, I'm not going to buy anything um, because they always ask you, do you have like 30 minutes to chat, right? And I said, we can have that call. But no sailing, no pitching, no nothing. If you want to get to know each other and network, let's just do that. And two people, I think, uh, that actually did that. And we got into know each other. No sales, no nothing. We just know each other. Uh, and I basically turned around the pitch slap into a networking call. I think we can do that.
0: Yeah, I've done that one time where I got pitch slapped. And mm-hmm. then I said, no, thanks. So like, but I'm looking forward to I was like, I respect the hustle. Like, it's not mm-hmm. easy to send a cold DM and just be like yeah. sending these out. That's tough. I was like, I respect the hustle. If you ever want to like jump on a call and chat, that call ended up being one of the best calls I ever went on. And uh, this person was like, you know, young entrepreneur making it happen. Mm-hmm. And he was just dropping dimes of like, uh, good quality information so i'm so glad that i you know didn't just like treat them like not a human and just be like no leave me alone exactly it was like hey like i totally respect it let's jump on a call i'm not interested in like, your services but let's get to know each other and end up being like really awesome experience and so yeah. i think if you just continue to treat people like humans and understand have some empathy and understanding it's just good yeah. for everybody
1: yeah, I mean, as annoying as it is to get those sales messages, you know, I work in growth, in growth marketing and marketing. At some point, my email inbox was flooded with those uh, offers for lead gen tools. And, you no, know, I, I don't give a shit. Thank you. Uh, but it's hard. Some people, you know, maybe they're young uh, salespeople, they've never done differently. So that's all they know how to do. You guys expect their efforts as well. Just be polite. Don't get annoyed. Don't take it personally either. And if there's an opportunity to turn it into a networking chat, get to know each other, just do that.
0: I love it. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit here, Roman. Yeah. I would love to hear what your next steps are, what your goals are going forward over the next several months, years. What do you see this becoming? Um, and, and what uh, what do you look forward to?
1: I do not have a very long-term vision, as weird as it might sound to some, but uh, one of the possibilities that I see is I help young marketers, right? And being a young marketer or beginner marketer, uh, it sucks because the job market out there is ferocious. I mean, the requirements for entry-level jobs are ridiculous. I keep seeing job ads that ask for the knowledge of PPC, SEO, Google ads, content creation, TikTok content creation, this, that, unpaid entry-level job, one to two years experience. Are you shitting me? I mean, (laughs) are you shitting me? (laughs) It is virtually impossible to do it for a young marketer who just graduated. I mean, sure. One, being very proactive, which there are Uh, very, very few uh, who got into, for example, TikTok and decided to create content during their second year of university. Yeah, by the time they graduate, they probably have that experience that they can pitch. But how many people are there that are like that? Young marketers or people that don't even know they're young marketers yet in their second year for the uni, they're not taught these things. So when they graduate, they're just kind of lost. After I graduated... I spent a year and a half being a bartender, and it, it was fun, don't get me wrong, bartending is fun, but it sucked ass because I was doing that during pandemic, so I got laid off multiple times. Uh, so I'm very happy now working in the marketing job, but it was tough, um, and I had to learn things by myself. I had to get into LinkedIn by myself, I have to learn all of it by myself, grow it by myself, and I just really wish I had some kind of support before. So maybe answering your question in a very long way, uh, one of the ways I could develop it is, uh, create a program to help young marketers, whether it's paid or not paid. Um, there is a marketing community in Finland here. It's called the awesome marketers, uh, shout out to Anna Ekaterina and other founders, um, yeah, uh, they help young marketers They have this whole portal and Slack community of almost a thousand people uh just helping with materials and stuff. But I mean I could create something similar, uh focused just on LinkedIn, just on growing personal brands, uh in support to that initiative. Because imagine you graduate and you already have some kind of online presence or your own project. You have worked on the podcast, no matter how popular it is, you have something um linkedin is a pathway to all of that there is a shit ton of ways you can develop it uh towards so that's one way in the long term in the short term i'm gonna do another coaching cohort in august so if anyone's listening and interested reach out to me uh i don't have details yet because it's just accepted idea but it will happen in august and in between i might create a workshop uh run some kind of intense three-day course maybe create a digital course based on the existing coaching materials. I don't know, something will come out because I'm bored and I'm not vacationing for two months
0: straight. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it a ton, Roman, for you taking the time and and sharing so much uh, knowledge and your story with me. If people want to get in touch with you, um, be involved the cohort, work with you, learn from you, where's the best place for them to do that? LinkedIn for sure uh if I'm not available or I'm not responding
1: to your messages that's probably because I'm swarmed but I respond within maximum a day Uh, so LinkedIn for sure you can try reaching me by email but you know my email inbox is such a mess it
0: might get lost there Cool. And I'll drop your LinkedIn link in the uh, description of this uh, podcast. Appreciate that. One last thing before we wrap this up, there's a question that I ask everybody. Um, Mm. What's one thing you're doing today that you wish you would have started five years ago?
1: So uh, part of me wants to say personal branding on LinkedIn, but five years ago, the uh, LinkedIn scene was completely different. LinkedIn was a platform for job seekers and Posting, posting your updates. I earned this certificate. I started this new job. That's it. No one else cared. Uh, so five years ago, I would actually say I wish I started creating content on social media, whether it was Instagram, uh, or actually Instagram would be the only place. I don't like Facebook. I didn't like it back then. Instagram. I wish I started creating content on Instagram uh, or any other social media because. That would have helped me land a better job faster. That would definitely help me with the uh, existing presence on LinkedIn. And yeah, young marketers out there, whatever platform you choose, start creating content. You don't need to be experts on it. Uh, You need to understand the platforms. You need to try the platforms. You need to do shit. You can present to recruiters because they are
0: demanding. I love it, Roman. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and we'll definitely have to get together and do this again. Absolutely. would love to be uh, here again or just hear back from <laughs> you. Right on. Have a good one. I'll catch you later. All right. Have a nice day. Man. Yeah.